Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, my fellow yees and haas. It's Wolfman Dave again, coming at you from the Batcave, episode 111 of That Metal Podcast. Thank you all, and thank you for being here. This is going to be a solo, somewhat solo episode. I have my cat Lemmy here with me, the troublemaker, as always. So this is an interesting topic. We're going to be looking at some Japanese bands, and I'll get to the reason why in, in, in a bit. So with that being said, um, we do have several episodes coming up that I think would be interesting and some people would like them. Uh, so stay tuned for that. We have stuff on Ukraine metal. We stuff we have an episode on prog- progressive metal. We have the return of someone that you might enjoy and uh, enjoy the company of and his voice as well. Um, we have an episode about songs that make you want to pick up the guitar and just jam the fuck out. Um, there are other episodes lined up, but I just want to keep it a secret for right now, and we'll get to them when we do, which will be in the next month or so. Uh, for today, it's just going to be me and you. Let's keep it, uh, we're going to keep it nice and short and sweet today. So in terms of, in terms of um, Japanese metal, let's say, um, why Japanese metal, right? Well, and we're not talking about um, baby metal. We're not talking about, uh, what is it, baby man or what are they called? Um, man baby, I forgot what they're called. We're not looking at stuff like that. We're looking at um, stuff that no one really talks about or gets into. Um, yeah, let me, I know. I feel like they don't get enough credit. You know, we always talk about death metal Norwegian death metal, Swedish death metal, Norwegian black metal, European stuff, power metal, um, certainly a lot of thrash and melodic death and whatnot. But hardly ever do we ever talk about bands from Japan. And um, again, it's not that kawaii uh, idol metal, uh, idol metal as they call it. Oh. I think it's called Lady Baby. I don't know. That other band that I was talking about. There's <laughs> so don't get it twisted, man. We're not going to be talking about those shit bands, okay? Uh, I agree that they're gateway bands, but that's about it. Um, so, but anyways. But it's, I mean, th- obviously there's always been a reason, why, right? There's a lot. There's always been a reason why um, a lot of older bands seem to have loved, um, really seem to have loved Japan. You know, they're, you're you're looking at bands and artists that, for whatever reason, really didn't make it in the United States. They never, or in West, Western culture, let's say, they really didn't make it. So they got their start in Japan. Um, they built themselves up. You know, the Japanese when they when when they really love something, they really some they love it and they go all out. And oftentimes, it it it, it almost looks like they're obsessed. You know, be it art, music, anime, stuff like that. You know, they they seem like they're the most obsessed, you know, really loving and craving that whatever it is that they want. But at the same time, they're the politest motherfuckers on earth, you know. So I thought, I've always thought that was very interesting and, and I think a great topic for us to discuss and certainly dive deep into some of the music. Well, I'm not going to do a, d- a deep dive into that. I think I always... What I like to say is I always want people to 
seek the music out themselves. Check it out yourself. Go do some research. Go look for, um, go look for stuff that you like. Some of the bands that I'm going to discuss are going to be bands that uh, I really enjoyed. And it's actually quite varied. My list is going to be quite varied. So it's not going to be just power metal, just death metal. It's going to be a variety of everything. I know, let me. And I think a lot of the music that's going to be talked about, it'll be something for everybody. So I think that's the good thing, right? But I tell you what, it's I, I feel like there's no wonder a lot of bands uh, like to go to Japan to get started off. You know, bands like Quiet Riot. Ingwi Malmsteam, shit. Even Marty Friedman, after he left Megadeth, he be, he got his uh, this whole new career out there in Japan, doing stuff and writing a shitload of metal for a lot of anime and just doing his own thing and, and solo albums and whatnot. And truly, a lot of these bands will just kind of reinvent themselves, and shit, they don't come back. Um, certainly, we've seen bands go. And they record a lot of their live albums. Look at Iron Maiden. Look at Judas Priest. Look at Deep Purple. You know, they released some of the, the biggest live albums that have come out. And shit, even Fozzie, with their fictitious career, they said that they started off their fictitious career in Japan, claiming that other bands toured and subsequently stole their songs and apparently they're thunder as well <laughs> so why is it that most of the time here in the united states we only hear about baby metal we only hear about bands of that ilk that style i don't know i don't get it i don't understand that either myself it's kind of interesting you know yet japan has a lot more to offer than just baby metal you know and just besides that they have other things to offer and i think it's worth looking into um for whatever reason a lot of metalheads still are not, are oblivious to a lot of the music that comes out there you know sure there's going to be a lot of different bands that are that i'm not going to discuss uh these are bands that i enjoy that i do uh, like there was one that i discovered that i wanted to share and talk about which was a little bit interesting so um <laughs> i use that word cautiously interesting uh, you'll be the judge for yourself, and then let's see how you enjoy that. So, because of the groups, uh, the, the select group of, of bands that I will cover, I'm hoping to remedy that whole issue of, you know, why not Japan, right? Why not include them as a major hitter of uh, in the metal world? And, you know, but as always, I kind of wanted to always start off with uh, a few tidbits, a few factoids let's just say about japan before we get into our list because again i tell you this is going to be a very short and sweet episode um <clears throat> it's going to be a very short short and sweet episode and hopefully uh you'll enjoy it so one of the oddest things that i found was that there is a apparent copyright system called what is it called? It's called the Saihan system. And it's meant to it's meant to deal with copyright issues, right? Well, because of that, a lot of the companies and a lot of the of the store record stores and whatnot, they actually have to put the price the minimum of every CD at $25. 
Now, if this is still the case, who knows? If they raise the price, who knows? But as far as I know, several years ago, this was the minimum was $25 that each CD had to be priced at. Um, and I'm guessing this might either fight copyright issues, but also probably gave a lot of royalties to a lot of the artists, possibly. Uh, I'm not sure how that works, to be honest with you. Oddly enough, <laughs> this is the weird part. There are places, and I guess this is just because of the Japanese culture. Maybe they're just trusting, or I don't know. I don't know. But there are many places where um, you can rent CDs. <laughs> so go figure, right? Uh, <laughs> there goes out the there goes the whole copyright issue there, right? <laughs> um, so another cool tidbit here is for a lot of people who really love places that are clean right so they're they're known they're very they're super serious about their trash uh, and it's one of the reasons why everything is so clean that you hardly find trash cans or trash bins or rubbish bins whatever you want to call them you'd hardly ever find them um certain vending machines that that sell sodas um there's actually certain receptacles that take that specific type of bottle that that vending machine sells so you can't toss your trash in there. You're, uh, you're, it'll be very frowned upon, actually. Um, but I think this what's awesome about this idea is that you're giving people, you're making them accountable for their actions. You're making people accountable for the shit that they do, for being dirty. Now they got to clean up and stop being a-holes about stuff. So I think that's, a, um, I think that's pretty cool. Another tidbit. Not only is it one of the safest countries, it's also one of the most polite group of people that you'll meet. People love to help. Um, apparently, their customer service is outstanding, and they'll do anything to help. Um, you know, and, and all this besides the language barrier, because if you go to other countries, shit, I think even in Norway and Sweden, they some people who are bilingual or trilingual, they speak better English than we do. So I thought that was uh, something pretty cool, man. So if you go out there um, and you need help finding somewhere to go to your hotel, to, you know, for food or whatever, you know, it should be, um, it should be a, a good experience, you know. And I, I feel like when you travel out there, don't forget that you're representing your country. So you're your ambassador, man. So just be cool. Don't don't be a douchebag and be like, yeah, I'm. I'm American, you know what I mean? And, and then fucking be an asshole about everything. You know, there's a lot of different customs and, and things that they have out there that you just just try to go with and, 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 and follow, and you'll be all right. So for, <laughs> and here's another one. Here's actually kind of continuing from that. So here's for the cheap asses, for the cheap wads, for the colos, as we say in Spanish. Um, so there's no tipping allowed. Apparently it's illegal or it's not, it's forbidden. It's not, um, it's definitely frowned upon. Not only will they refuse it, uh, it's just not accepted. So this is just because the people who are servers or employees there, they get paid accordingly to what they're doing and according to plan. And um, they see it as an insult. In fact, if you were to give them a tip as uh uh, because 
they're doing their job and they're just doing their job. So they don't feel like they deserve a tip or anything like that. I just thought that was super interesting and pretty cool. Um, so I think because of that, they get paid well. They get paid fairly for what they do. Um, now, this is an interesting thing here. So people who are quiet, I would say. So maybe some introverts, uh, people who are just kind of want to, who especially who love to read, read and just kind of listen to your own music and just kind of, kind of fade away especially if you're like into if you do a lot of public transportation trains uh buses stuff like that and in public you hardly ever see people really talking on their phones really loud they kind of keep to themselves they kind of tuck i'm sorry they kind of talk in hushed tones so a lot of a lot of people who i would say that if you're introverted and for whatever reason decide to go out there i think that would be japan would be perfect in terms of just the sheer level of quietness and the way people keep to themselves. Um, now, this is my last. <laughs> this is my last tidbit, um, and this is a weird one, I would say, because I didn't realize that it went beyond. So, you know, there, there's a lot of places, a lot of cafes here in the U.S. or you know other places where it's dog friendly, right? I, there's some even places where they're becoming cat friendly where the, you you know you could bring your cat and they could just hang out and you have your tea you could have your coffee you could have your you know your your whatever pastry you're gonna have and shit even bars I think but what's interesting is they have uh, every time I say interesting take a shot <laughs> what's what's cool is that they have cafes friendly okay animal friendly we'll say that okay dogs cats reptiles rabbits birds and owls and fucking penguins so if you happen to go out there and have a freaking penguin then you're set man you can go to your to your um uh, your cafe and chillax with your penguin and your owl, man, that's so fucking cool. Uh, <laughs> it's so fucking weird, but I mean, it's it's, I, I don't know, right? What are you, what are you gonna do? So, like as as I mentioned before, we always talk about bands from Europe. We talk about old school Swedish death metal, Scandinavian black metal, uh, Bay Area thrash, you know. And hardly ever do we touch upon Japanese metal. So here's looking at you guys. Here's looking at you, kid. Uh, we're going to fix that, hopefully. So I'm going to go through a series of bands. And a, a few of them I will leave a um, small, what do you call it, uh, sunbite. So you can check out a little bit of what they sound like. Uh, not all of them. Okay, I have a total of 10 bands that I'm going to get into. And again, I want to say thank you to everybody for sticking around. Again, this is a short, very short and sweet episode. First on my list is a band that I've talked about previously in the past. Um, they're called Bloodstained Child. They're a band. Uh, the album that I really enjoyed was called Mystic Your Heart. This came out in 2003. This is a band that I feel 
is they really wear the influences, their influences on their sleeve. And to be quite honest, you could hear that they don't really give a fuck. And the major influence would be none other than Children of Bodom. Um, and I feel like this is a rare, rare time where these guys are were better at one point than Children themselves. Uh, maybe the first couple of albums. At which point they want, they really went electronic. I mean, majorly electronic, and it became a little weird. So I don't recommend their later albums from the like the mid to late 2000s. I really do not recommend that. Um, their new album, though, their new single is very promising, and they kind of changed their sound a little bit. A lot of clean vocals, um, super heavy still. Um, still has that industrial, very electronic element in there, but it's not as heavy. It's not as heavily in there, you know? So that's my first band, uh, Bloodstained, Bloodstained Child with Mystic Your Heart. This is uh, 2003. Now, not a lot of the albums that I'm going to talk about are going to be older. Just bear with me because I know there are some people who want to enjoy stuff that's newer, which we will get into. Uh, uh, if you're an old schooler, uh, if you're into traditional heavy metal, then Loudness is your band. You know that from the very, very beginning of the past, I've always talked about Loudness and I've always enjoyed them. Um, and that album, Thunder in the East, is, I mean, it's such an iconic album. Um, it's probably the one that they're really well known for, you know? So, and there's songs on there, like, let's see, Run Like Hell, um, Crazy Nights, Heavy Chains, uh, Run For Your Life. There's a lot of cool songs on this. And it's funny because, like, their album cover, you know, it's just got, like, the, the Japanese flag on it with, like, the sun rays. It looks like it's a very, like, just nonchalant, very boring album, but it's fucking not very boring album. It's a great album. So I do recommend that one. Uh, especially if you're just into like old school heavy metal, like this is a great way to, to hear what was happening in Japan during the eighties. Right. Uh, another band that, um, and that album came out in 1985. Just want to reiterate. So for the following band, this is X Japan and X Japan. A lot of people know X Japan and they really enjoy these guys. They're one of the first bands to really incorporate the style of what's called Visual K into their music. It's kind of like this very, uh, I want to say this, like almost like a very heavy, like glam, but like with fast fucking heavy metal, dude. Um, the album Blue Blood is a great album. You, it's next, it's fucking, it's fucking crazy. Cause there's like some heavy fucking fast songs and then some ballads right next to it. So it's like perfect. It's a perfect balance of, of heavy and, and ballads. Right. Um, so it's very glam inspired, but it's very heavy. Um, and this is what's wonderful about bands like X Japan is that, you know, it's very much a visual experience. So when you go and check them out and you see them, it's like, wow, uh, this is fucking cool. Like they go all out. And, uh, you know, production, stage production and whatnot. There is a, uh, I saw it on Tubi, Tubby. I believe there is a documentary still there and it's called We Are X. 
and it is a full documentary on X Japan, and they talk about everything that they kind of like spanning their career, and it's super fucking interesting. Shot. It's so it's like really cool. Uh, so hopefully you'll enjoy that one. If you do check it out, you're gonna like it. It's especially good over a pint or two, right? So this next band is called Shadow, and this is uh, from 2001. Self-titled album, just called Shadow. So it's kind of it has like a weird fucking monster kind of orange-looking thing, um, brown, orange, bronze, whatever you want to call it, and. So this one to me is one of the better melodic death metal uh, bands out there. This is a female fronted melodic death metal band. Check it out. First thing I would tell you is go fucking buy it. Um, they made another album in 2008, Forever Chaos. But for whatever reason, this should have been a band that could have easily made it. I don't know what happened. 2001, when this album came out, was the time when Arch Enemy with uh, Angela was, I guess, forming. Or they were going to come out. Or um, when they did Wages of Sin. I don't understand what happened where um, there were a lot of um, female-fronted bands in that time that, you know, I think it should have given these guys enough to build on and, and, and go from there. So I don't know if there was turmoil within the bands, um, turmoil, maybe they just financially couldn't do it. Who knows? Um, but it's they should have easily fucking been out there and they should have easily made it. They're, they're, the quality of music is way up there. There's no reason, you know? It's just sad to see that. Hopefully they make a comeback. Um, and again, I, there there's just some people, some bands that were, I'm just not going to name band members because I'll be quite honest with you, I don't want to butcher any, any of the names. I did that shit with uh, like the Gothenburg metal and the Swedish death metal. Um, and I butch butchered a lot of different names. And I just don't want to do that because it, I don't want to seem... If I can't say it, I just don't want to say it. You know what I mean? I don't, I'm just not that person. I don't want to be a douchebag, you know? Anyways, with that being said, there is a band called Sound Horizon. Now, Sound Horizon is the weird one that I thought that I was saying, the interesting one that I said, take a shot. That's really weird. Uh, in a good way or in a bad way. It. I would say you listen to them and you check it out and you tell me what you think 
The album that I'm looking at is called, it's from 2010. It's called Marchen, M-A-R-C-H-E-N. Uh, I think it's, uh, I believe it's in German. Uh, Marchen, Marchen. Um, so this is a hard rock album. There's a, almost like a folky, folksy rock opera vibe to this shit. Um, when you look at the album cover too, you're like thinking, holy shit, this is straight out from a, a freaking RPG or something. Um, it's straight out of like a, from like some sort of video game or anime. And it, and you know what? The music has a soundtrack vibe to it almost too. Um, I'm telling you, just look at the cover art and you're going to be like, what the fuck am I listening to? So it's like really bizarre, really out there kind of music. Um, and this came out in 2010. I do know that there are other albums, but for whatever reason, I was kind of drawn to the cover of this. And so you might, you might be too. I don't know. Especially if you're, if you're a gamer, if you look, if you like playing old school RPGs and stuff. Um, so check them out. They're called Sun Horizon. And I don't know how to say the name of the album, but it's called Marchen, M-A-R-C-H-E-N. And again, this came out in 2010. And for the most part, I do feel like it has uh, rock opera uh, vibes to it. Not uh, metal, but a rock opera. So a lot of people, so going on to the next one, a lot of people do know Gelinarius or Gelinarius. I don't know how to say their name. Um... They're so super, super, super popular. We've talked about them in the past. But have you checked out Illusion Force? Illusion Force released their self-titled album in 2021. And this is another epic neoclassical power metal band. These guys really should be on your fucking radar. You shouldn't miss, miss these guys at all. In fact, if you're just a, a fan of power metal... Illusion Force should already be on your radar. This should be a band that you're not going to um, regret listening to, in fact. Moving on with our list at number seven, we have a band called G's Geese. Uh, I know Fabian, my homie Fabian, really loves these guys. Uh, the album is called Black Bride, came out in 2015. Uh, I believe they're called Guys. I don't know how to say it. I think it's Geese or Guys, G-Y-Z-E. So another heavy-hitting fucking band, super... Um, this brand of melodic death metal with a little bit of industrial with, I mean, I mean, just a light, a little tight, uh, light bit of it. Um, they, they do what they call the self-proclaimed Northern nostalgic metal. <laughs> um, I think fans of, of new in flames should definitely take note. And I'm talking about fans 
of new and flames who probably only only listened to them the last 15 years but they actually never heard their old shit take note man because quite frankly this is the way it should be done um and i feel like th this is a band that people who uh really enjoy in flames would enjoy so take note of these guys geese outstanding black bride really fucking good album man just check it out if you're into something a little bit more strange i would say a little bit on the darker side um there's a band i recommend called cadenza k-a-d-e-n-z-z-a the album is called into the oriental phantasma this came out in 2003 this is a mix of industrial um, it's mildly symphonic, uh, sort of black metal, death metal, a little bit of everything. So it's, it's a very, very ambitious album. I love the cover art. Has this really dark. It gives you a very dark uh, feeling. Um, it's a very what short, short album. I think what seven, seven tracks, maybe eight tracks. Um. But they really do get their message across in this span of time. Um, so if you're into something a little more different, a little bit more, I want to say, excuse me, um, like more towards the industrial side, more have some more or orchestration in the background, this would be a band for you. Moving on to the next band. This is probably for all the death metal fans, right? Uh, especially for the ones who are super into uh, technical death metal. So this is a band called Discravity. D-E-S-C-R-A-V-I-T-Y. And the name of the album is called Orphic Signs. This came out in 2014. And again, this is straight up fucking brutal technical death metal. I'll be honest with you. There's no, there's no chill on this album. There's no fucking around. A lot of the cool widdly widdly bass parts and just really fucking fast drumming and it's fucking outstanding. I feel like the they took a page um, vocally from Glenn of Deicide. You could hear that they kind of do the highs and lows uh, harmonizing when they do the, the the vocals. And I don't mean harmonizing like, you know, all badass. I meant like the growls are kind of set in place. Oh, it sounds so fucking badass. This is a fun album. For some people who are not used to this amount of speed, it, it'll it leave you spinning, dude. So it's a really, really, really good uh, death metal, technical death metal album. But I think I might have left the best for last when I talk about this band. I think that they are probably the most... Um, I think this is the band that people should check out easily the most out of every band that I talked about. They have a they have been doing this since the late 80s and everything that they do they do so well. They are they're always changing. They're always looking to to do something different, to do something new, but in a fucking refreshing way and I love that. This is a band called Psy. And Psy S I G.H. is uh, the mastermind behind Sai is Mirai Kawashima, which he pretty much does a lot of the stuff, you know. Um, 
And they have, I mean, it's ridiculous, but they have a shitload of studio albums. Um, honestly, for me, it started with uh, Imaginary Soundscape, which came out in 2001. Uh, I feel like they made it onto the metal scene 100% with everybody was taking notice. When they came out on Global Metal, the, the documentary by Sam Dunn. This is the follow-up to A Headbanger's Journey. When they released the, uh, what is it, Hangman's Hymn? Holy shit, I think that was it, man. Um, when I heard Scenes from Hell, though, in 2010, I was absolutely fucking floored when I heard that album. Um, it's just, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. That's all I can tell you, like. Um, there's everything, they do everything from this, there's, uh, symphonic elements at times, it depends on the album, there's gang vocals, it's not for the meek, I could tell you this, easily fucking avant-garde, um, so, I mean, it's like, it's, I think metalheads who enjoy non-traditional extreme metal, this is the band for you. Um, they explore sounds. They're always looking to push boundaries. Um, and I, and they easily fucking do that in spades on this one. Let me see if I can find the newest name of um, the album, which uh, the latest one, I think it's called Air to Despair. It came out in 2018. And it's so fucking crazy. The album cover is just so weird. And this lady watering a plant. Um, but I really like that each album is different. Each album is so fucking different. Um, obviously, I really like the song. is so fucking catchy. The Me, Me Devil. Me Devil is so fucking catchy. Um, but yeah, you guys, I think you might enjoy some of these bands. But I think I hope you enjoy Psy. That's one of the bands that I really hope that uh, people people will check out. I, I, I think, honestly, a lot of the bands, guys or geese, it would be the most... Listener friendly, I think, probably in terms of um, just modern, the the just the sheer uh, the how their sound is very modern, but it's still fucking heavy, and you wouldn't even know that they're that that they're even Japanese. Like you, it, nothing shows you that they're Japanese. You know, maybe their their um, their sensibilities of their guitar sensibilities, their melodies, maybe perhaps, but. Other than that, I don't know. But I just wanted to tell you, you know, that's my list. What's your, what are some bands that you enjoy? I know I, I missed a lot of different bands or I didn't talk about them. Uh, Sabat, Darren Gray. Um, there's a lot of bands that I missed out and didn't talk about. But I'll tell you what, my esteemed bastards, you let me know. And, and you know, write to me. Tell me. So hopefully, you know, you'll hear some more episodes. And actually, I'm gonna have a few lined up this week, so they'll be out by next week. And you know, have a good one, man. Let me know what you think. Buy the ticket. Take the fucking ride. <laughs>